Hi, I'm Jeannie Russell, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Can you believe it? It's time for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 421 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. And on today's episode of On Screen and Beyond, we have an amazing guest coming your way. Jeannie Russell is going to be here. She played Margaret on Dennis the Menace. And it was a big classic hit in the 60s, and she's going to be talking about that show. She's going to be talking about all kinds of things, but she was also going to be talking about the Hollywood Museum's weekend special show that's going on with the exhibit, Child Stars, Then and Now, special exhibit that's going on, and the autograph show that will be going on, and uh, they've got an auction going with that, and everything else. Over 50 former child stars will be there to uh, talk with you and uh, just have a great time. And, of course, the exhibit is going to be amazing, and that will continue on through the year. So be sure to check that out if you were in the Hollywood area. And that's this weekend. So it starts on Thursday with the exhibit, and then Saturday and Sunday is the autograph show. So be sure to stick around for that. It's going to help out a minor consideration, which helps children who are in the uh, entertainment business and uh, be sure to help them out and check that out it's going to be a good time but what do you say on this episode we're going to get right into it Jeannie Russell Margaret from Dennis the Menace is next right here on On Screen and Beyond My next guest on On Screen and Beyond is an actress who you will remember as the playmate of Dennis the Menace on the 60s TV show Dennis the Menace. She will be appearing at the Hollywood Museum this weekend for the Child Star Then and Now exhibit and at the Autograph Show. It's Jeannie Russell. Jeannie, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you, Brian. My now, pleasure. Now, Jeannie, everybody used to watch the Dennis the Menace show you are so recognizable as Margaret. <laughs> it's everybody. Yeah. It, it, uh, how was it when you were working on that show? Well, I enjoyed it so much. Um, I came from a very show-busy type of family, and um, it was just it's sort of what we did, you know. And I finally landed a big job. They, they'd been casting little bonds. I'd go on interview after interview, and uh, finally there was a role for a redhead, and, and I beat out all the other little actresses on the West Coast as well as the East Coast. They actually went to New York for a while to try and cast, and Jay liked me when he met me in one of the final callbacks. He looked at the director, and he, he instantly said, oh, I like Jeannie, you know, so <laughs> that helped. <laughs> and we had a, a great 
friendship on set and off set, and we still do to this day. Um, great cast and crew. I've got nothing but happy memories of doing that show. Yeah. Now, I mean, Jay was very young. Um, mm-hmm. Is it normal to have such a young person be part of the interview process, or was it because they wanted to make sure that there was a, you know, a chemistry between the two of you? Well, I, I think that it was the latter. I mean, they'd certainly honed down the field by the time Jay was brought in. Mm-hmm. You know, they were serious about me. Yeah. And um, the final, um, instead of a screen test, they just took us to the soundstage and they curled my hair and gave us a physical bit to do. And um, well, I was supposed to hold a cookie out. And then when Jay came to get it, I would snatch it up and, you know, and take it away. And my mother was a Jane Withers fan, and she coached me on Jane Withers, you know. Yeah. So there's a lot of similarity, and um, they liked my physical comedy. So, um, but certainly, yeah, Jay, Jay was not there for all of the interview process, just mm-hmm. for the more serious candidates, you know. Yeah. Now, uh, I want to jump back a little bit before we get too much into Dennis the Menace, but uh, before that, you did do a, a few other things, and after that, you did a few other things. Um, mm-hmm. Notably, uh, as I was doing my research, uh, you were in Babes in Toyland? I did soundtrack work on Babes in Toyland. Really? Now, is it the uh, Babes in Toyland I'm thinking of with the, um, I'm trying was it Tommy Kirk? Was that? Yeah. Yes. It was Annette Unicello yes. and Tommy okay. and yes, uh-huh, that one. Um, I sang in, uh, spent about a week in the, at Disney, um, in the recording studio, recording the workshop song, you know, where the elves are making toys mm-hmm. and also the, the, the song Toyland. Oh, okay. And yeah, so I, and that is one of the few things that I still get residuals for. Really? <laughs> yeah. Dennis Menace played out a long time ago, but that film somehow still pays a little bit, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Now, was that because TV was done differently as opposed to how the revenues for movies are? Well, you know, I think that I'm not an expert on the contracts, but I think that was the case. Plus, also, Dennis the Menace was aired so frequently on television that we, the number of reruns played out pretty fast. Oh, it was a limited number? Yeah, our contract, we actually began the show in 1959. Mm-hmm. So, with our contract, it only paid for seven runs, and then they renegotiated. Ah, uh, I see. We had contract in the 60s, but we were held at the 59 hmm. contract. So, yeah. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Now, also, I see that you were one of the schoolyard children in The Birds? Yes. Yes. Now, that, that I think, is kind of an interesting story because 
My very first job was as an extra on Lassie. That's how we got in the business. Oh, they okay. had spotted my little brother on the street. We lived on Fernwood behind KTTV and KTLA. So the first, our first set time was on Lassie, and then the other stuff started to come. Well, I was actually Margaret. I was two years into the role of Margaret, mm-hmm. if not three, when, when the birds came around. And I had a one-on-one interview with Alfred Hitchcock. Wow. And um, was told when I got home that I got the job and I'd get a script when I arrived in Santa Rosa the following week. And uh, what he did was he hired Hollywood kids to fill out into sort of like lead, you know, the scenes. Mm -hmm. And then he used a lot of extras. And the script we were given was uh, it was about 14 pages of the song that you hear the school kids singing, mm-hmm. you know. And it was very interesting. I just came across those pages recently. And, um, you know, every every shot is spelled out. You know, now Melanie takes a drag on the cigarette, you know, and then there'll be another verse of the song. But anyway, had, you know, the, the call was not to be an extra. The call was to be you know, SAG principal, which is what I got paid. Mm-hmm. But um, we were sort of used as extras, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And yeah. Um, there was a lot of calls going back and forth <laughs> about that, but we were up there and we had a real good time doing it. And, of course, working with Albert Hitchcock was a trip and a treat, you know. I'm sure. But did yeah. you know at at that time how young you were that, I mean, this was Alfred Hitchcock? <laughs> Yes, I used to watch Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, you did? Okay. In fact, my brother Brian, who was a, a very busy child actor, did an episode of that. And um, he, he's, it's like your name, only with a Y. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so he, he did that. Oh, no, I was very, very aware. We, my brother and I were both aware of who we were working with. You know, at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, one got by me, though. One of our directors was um, Charles Barton, who was a great physical comedy director. And I didn't find out until about 10, 15 years ago that he had directed Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein. Oh, wow. And I was a big Paul Lugosi fan, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea about my director's history. But, um, mm-hmm. That's but, interesting. In, but certainly Alfred Hitchcock, you know, was such a name yeah oh yeah geez now when here you are on the set of the birds and you're going through those scenes now obviously the birds weren't all flying in i I wouldn't you know so how did they get you to react correctly for that well the first time we ran down that hill for about a week the first time uh there was a big camera truck. In those days, directors rode camera trucks. Mm-hmm. You know, they were actually where the camera was, not Video Village. Right. And the AD, the assistant director, had a megaphone, and he was saying, okay, you, you know, you're running, you hear the birds, you look over your shoulder, you see the birds, you scream, you're running, you're running, oh, they're closer, now they're on you, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then for some closer shots, they rigged us with birds, you know, a few of us. I guess the Hollywood kids, I was one of them. And um, I had a mechanical bird on my back. And the first time down the hill, the um, bird's beak actually drew blood. Um, So, Real blood? Yeah. Oh, geez. It was hitting my scalp, so they had to, you know, 
when I got down the hill, I went, ow, you know, and they, <laughs> so they put some tape on the bird's beak. <laughs> wow. And, uh, we went, we went a few more times. Yeah. You know, you know it's, it was a great experience. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, nowadays everything is CGI, and and mm-hmm. sometimes it's it's good. Sometimes you can tell it's fake and all this stuff. But mm-hmm. for that year, back in the early '60s, that movie was so convincing that the birds were actually there. It's it's oh, amazing yeah, how they could do that. Right, right, yeah. For you know, back in those days, I I understand it really got to a lot of people, you oh, know. Yeah. Of course, you know, having been there, I saw right through it. But uh, Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, I mean, they, they did such a good job, you know. Now, like I was saying, you know, everything's CGI now, and they can do almost anything they, they want to do. Mm-hmm. But back then, they, had, they really had to work at it to make it. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, Hitchcock was a master with camera angles and oh, editing. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's one reason it was so effective was his touch. And another um, bit of trivia about that is that there's absolutely no music in that film. I never Beginning noticed credits, that. Ending credits or during the entire film, the only musical is, is supplied by us kids vocalizing, you know, do, I mean, as vocalists singing that song. Wow. I never, you know, I never really noticed it. And, and, and I'm big into the music part of it, too. And, uh, there is not one note of music. You go back and check me out on this. Yeah. Oh, I believe you. But it's, it's like, wow, you know, because every, I mean, usually music makes such a big impact on a film. Um, oh, exactly. It leads you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Which makes the suspense that he created for that, I guess, even more of an achievement because he just did it with the flapping of the bird's wings. Right. Yeah. Go back and check me on that oh. when we get off the phone, and you'll see there is no music. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's interesting. It's a, it's a nice yeah. piece of trivia. Never never thought about that. <laughs> just us singing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, back to Dennis the Menace. Um, now, what was it like for the two of you? Uh, I know most of the people I've talked with, and I've talked to quite a few of the people that will be at the uh, the Hollywood uh, museum with you, um, Paul Peterson. I've talked with Paul, and uh, I also talked with uh, Johnny uh, Whitaker. And mm-hmm. he, he mentioned your name. He said you were good friends. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and um, you know, but I've talked to other people along the way uh, over the years, and they always talk about how, as a young kid on a set, sometimes they horsed around. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, at, not during the scenes. They were very professional in the scenes. But so were the two of you out running around, going to other sets and things like that? Uh, you know, how? Jay couldn't. Jay couldn't. Um, he was in about every shot well, that was made. And that's true. He had to, his aunt um, would have him in his dressing room, have lunch in there privately so he could rest and get ready to work, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but. For instance, Ron Howard did our show the first season. He played a character named Howard, I think. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. Uh, but anyway, whenever Ron and I were on set together, we'd always pal around. We'd have lunch together. And um, it was not unusual to see us at the Copper Skillet. That was the, the go-to restaurant near the studio in those days. Mm-hmm. And um, my brother was making Bye Bye Birdie on another set. Um, at the same studio, he was on another stage, and we've got some stills of me and my Margaret drag over on the birdie set, 
and we're sitting on Birdie's bike and Brian's and his pajamas from the kids' number. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, there was some of that going back and forth. But, yeah, we were all sent out on personal appearances as well. And while it was a work situation, um, you know, we were very much on. But it gave us a chance to pal around a little bit. Right. I mean, mean, you you know, you were kids. I mean, (laughs) Mm so is there... I mean, that was such a, a, a great show, uh, and, and it, it is a show that you can call a classic. You know, and In fact, most of the people that I've been talking to for this uh, event that's going on at the Hollywood Museum, uh, you know, they are, have all been on classic shows. And, you, and you know, people use that word a lot, but Dennis mm-hmm. the Menace is definitely a classic show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. And um, there's, you know, lots of reasons for that. I mean, number one, there was there were excellent writers and excellent directors and um, television was young and we only had a handful of channels. So everyone watched the same thing. Yep. And, and then the show immediately went into reruns and I'll swear it's, it's been bombarding the airwaves <laughs> since the day we made it, you know, and it's just really amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people have good memories of that era. Oh, you know, yeah. It was before, before President Kennedy was murdered, and you know there was a um, America was sort of a happier place, you know, a, a more um, con- not content. What's the word I want? Peaceful place in a way, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so for very many reasons, it's imprinted, you know, on the um, on the psyche. And I I think I mentioned that my mother's was a fan of Jane Withers. And then when I met Alison Arngrim at yes. a nostalgia event, she said to me, Oh my God, Margaret, I used to watch you before I was a Nelly, you know? So it was sort of like this, uh, this sort of, um, pesky, annoying, bad girl. Troublemakers. Yes. Down. Yeah. It's sort of been handed down, you know, like, yeah. okay, you wear, you wear it now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's interesting. Yeah. I, I never really thought about Nellie being very similar to what you you were on the show. Yeah, and someone just told me recently. I have to check this out with Allison um, that she got she wore a wig, but that was actually my hair. I had to go through that arduous process mm, every day. I worked of them curling my hair. I looked nothing like Margaret besides <laughs> that hair and freckles. I would I was unrecognizable in my normal. Um, persona oh, so, Margaret. so you weren't swamped with people when you were offset in your no life? in fact well it well no not by recognition but by reputation yeah you know people knew that it was me like other kids i went to school with and yeah. neighbors and it's one of the first facts you learned about me you know hi this is jenny russell with margaret and the menace just like it still is now <laughs> almost so. but um but they would they tried sending me out on personal appearances just as me mm-hmm. and it didn't it didn't go i had to be in my margaret drag before anyone anyone would respond to who i was you know yeah so yeah, i i, I, I kind of had the best of both worlds i had a little um uh, What's the word I want? Anonymity? Yep. I think I've got too many souls yep, yep. <laughs> there. But, uh, you know, I could sort of go fly under radar mm-hmm. just as well. But, um, yeah. Because now, I certainly didn't look like that. But I've, someone just told me recently that that was a wig that Allison was wearing. And, yeah. Uh, 
ask her about that. Any any memorable shows that come to mind or events that happened on the show or behind the scenes that you remember from the, the show? Well, one of my favorite episodes was called Man of the House. Uh, I had more days working on that episode than usual. Um, Gloria Henry was pregnant, so they were working around her. And um, the storyline was that Dennis calls me over to help him clean house because his mother has got the cold or something. And we run the washing machine over, and it was a lot of physical comedy. It was a lot of fun to do. And um, then there was another episode much later in the run where um, I I was called upon to do the hula. And uh, that was actually a rather agonizing experience because I had to do the hula in a costume in front of a set full of extras, you know. Mm -hmm. And... (laughs) By that time, I mean, Margaret was someone like you'd almost want to throw things at, you know. (laughs) That was a little bizarre, but um, I just happened to have a hula outfit. My father was a a singer back in those days, and he had gone to Hawaii on tour and saw a hula costume and must have thought to himself, hmm, Jeannie just may need that one day, and he (laughs) brought it home for me. Well, sure enough, the script says Margaret does the hula. And that's the extent of it. Mm-hmm. Well, my mother had been trained as a dancer and musician as a child in Alabama, and she took hula lessons from Princess Leilani in Montgomery. Well, so she had a choreographed hula routine in her memory banks. So we show up on the set with the costume and the dance, and the director calls me over before lunch and said, well, we're going to do the hula sequence you know, next. And my mother said, well, we, this is what we have. And I performed this number for him, and he nearly fell over. And so as a result of that, he gave me an incredible amount of camera time on that. And he, um, it probably just would have been a background bit, but I had the whole dance. And he added one comedy touch, whereas when I pivot around, I knock my glasses crooked, and I have to stop and adjust them again. <laughs> that was the director's one contribution to what I did up there. And hmm. um so after all those years, that Alabama choreography made it onto a <laughs> iconic show, you know. But um, those are just little insider stories. Yeah, yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now, this event that's going on this weekend at the mm-hmm. uh, Hollywood Museum, uh, the exhibit sounds like it's going to be fascinating. With uh, yeah. uh, Do you have any little... Uh, things that you're give, putting into the exhibit? I put in a set of my hair bows. Ah, okay. And I also put in a couple of pages of the bird script mm-hmm. that, you know, um, that actually shows that song. And the curator, when I handed that to him, he said, oh, I'm getting chills. He said, I can hear this in my head, you know. <laughs> and um, anyway, so um, that and a Dennis the Minister script plus some, some pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, from the show and behind the scenes. And also I contributed some of my brother's material. He had a fascinating career, I think. Yeah. Wow. So um, we'll see what makes it into the exhibit. Yeah. And uh, should be interesting. And it's, it's the purpose um, the exhibit will be ongoing. Mm-hmm. The purpose of the autograph weekend is to raise money for minor consideration. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that uh, that should be fun. I mean, there's going to be so many of you there. It's it's it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I was closer so I could go, but uh, pe- <laughs> yeah. people should definitely go because it, it, it's going to be an amazing event with uh, over 50 stars, uh, child stars who are going to be there, and uh, it's just going to be uh, a, a great time, I'm sure. So. Um, oh, I'm looking forward to it, and that building is so iconic, right there exactly. in Hollywood and Highland. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. I'm so glad they haven't destroyed that building. You know, it's just it's just such a a landmark, and yes. I remember it well as a child. Yeah. You know, and um, now to be actually part of an exhibit there, <laughs> it's uh, well, that's great, unbelievable. It's certainly nothing I ever was able to foresee. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Margaret, I'd like to finish up with two final questions. Okay. Taking us away from your acting and, and your hula dancing and everything else. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, when you sit back and watch TV, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And what's your favorite movies now and of the past? Um, hmm, interesting. Well, now I've been binge watching a series like Breaking Bad and mm-hmm. Dexter and Criminal Minds, and Breaking Bad just blew me away. I think there's some of the best acting chemistry um, that I have seen in decades in that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Um, what's on currently, I also like Blue Bloods. I like the chemistry of that cast. Films, let me think. I'm an I'm a ginormous John Cusack fan. I will watch him read the phone book. And some of his films like High Fidelity and um, Must Love Dogs and it, it's anything he does. Did I you like Love and Mercy? That I haven't seen. You haven't Is seen that a Cusack film? John Cusack? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll have to put it on my oh, on you, my list. It, it's a it's about the Beach Boys. Oh, 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 yes. No, I have not seen that. It's a great film. Okay. I think he's one of the most intelligent actors we have. He just, he just fascinates me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, Anything he's in, (laughs) I'll just put it that way. Yeah. Well, Margaret, I thank you so much for sharing with us and uh, everybody should go see you and uh, stop by and say hi to you and get your autograph and and see the exhibits and have a good time. And uh, I thank you so much for sharing with us. Well, my pleasure, and um, it should be a fun weekend. And, did, uh, did I call you Margaret? <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. Oh, just one more thing. My mo- my favorite movies from back in the day were Seven Brides for Seven Brothers and West Side Story. Ah, okay. The, yeah. the uh, dancing, the music. Ooh, I was made me so proud to be a part of the industry. Yeah, it, it's funny because I'm always trying not to call people by the names that that. that their character was and and i think it just slipped out and after i said it, i thought did i say that <laughs> oh that's funny well trust me i respond so. <laughs> well Jeannie, i appreciate it very much and i thank you and uh have a good time this weekend at the, at the hollywood museum thanks a lot brian
I want to thank Jeannie for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. What a great guest and a lot of great stories there. And it's a lot of fun talking to her and all the other child stars that we've been having this week. So I want to thank you for listening and keep listening because we have more coming your way right here on On Screen and Beyond. It's, uh, just, uh, it's just coming out to one after another nonstop. So uh, stick around, find out who's coming next as a guest on On Screen and Beyond. And of course, working up to our new season that's coming your way in September. So be sure to stick around and keep listening, tell friends. And uh, I, I just don't know who we're going to have because we, we are having so many guests right now. So uh, I hope you'll be joining us for that. And um, we got to uh, keep going. So uh, we got more coming your way. I got to just keep rolling them out here. So uh, that's it. That's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. (laughs) 